Because I can control the weather, they call me Storm. Welcome to This Week in Nerd News, your one-stop shop for all of the pop culture you may have missed this week. Brought to you by the Black Nerd Problems Broadcasting Network. I am your host, Mikkel Snyder. And I'm your host, Keith Weekly. Keith, did you know that somehow it is December, the last month of the year? I have known and I have don't. I think it's more of a matter of acceptance at this point. But I mean... 2021 was no 2020 by any means, but I'm also kind of ready for it just to be over with and move on to the next thing. I mean, it, it definitely wasn't, like, the worst year, but, like, it wasn't a good year, you know? you know? Yeah, a lot of things happened. But, no, like, just so the folks out there know, like, we took last week off as well for the holidays. A lot of other podcasts too probably did as well. But we are now back with all the nerdy news things. And also, to be honest, like, there wasn't much that happened over the holiday week anyway. So now we're back to dive straight in. Hey, hey, how dare you disparage the Princess Free Switch? Princess Switch Free? I can't, I can't even get the title correct. It does not, it doesn't matter. That's the Princess Switch Free romancing the Star movie. We don't, I'm sorry, I can't. It was, it was a heist movie. I don't know how that happened. It did? <sighs> like, it was a movie that I, it was one of those movies that you kept watching to see how more absurd it would get. Like, me and the people I was watching with had a bet going on. Two things. One, will there be a dance scene? Because we recognize that one of the new characters was definitely in a step-up sequel. And two, whether or not there's going to be a fourth Vanessa Hudgens. Well, she said in the press there wouldn't be because that's ridiculous. But, like, is that any more ridiculous than there being three of her I'm, already? I'm disappointed there wasn't a full one. And we did get the sexy tango scene alongside a sexy dance scene with lasers. So <laughs> Yes. Uh, but again, like it's part of the holiday season, so I'm glad we got to talk about that. We'll probably do a section about holiday stuff later on. But for now, we actually have a lot of news to get into, right? We do. Stuff happened this week in actuality, as opposed to the last Thanksgiving week, which was just sort of like, here is stuff that may or may not be happening. So we're going to start out with our actually padded in segment. I'm not I'm not sure, but we've been doing it long enough that it feels like it's it's ours. And it's Mad Nibs of News Headlines. Where I get to to quiz Keith on the various things that happen in wild headlines, and he has to stare at the face of humanity and and wonder how exactly we got here. You know, I'm an optimistic person, but like this segment sometimes makes me question that. I don't think that will change. So, uh, we're only going to do one NFT thing this week, I promise, um, because there were other quote-unquote exciting things that happened this week. So, Keith, are you ready for our weekly trivia? Let's just do it. Excellent. Okay. So this is a higher low. So you're going to guess whether or not the actual number is higher or lower. A Metaverse mega yacht has just sold for $500,000 and is the most expensive NFT sold in the sandbox virtual world. Uh, I'm going to go... You know, wealthy people with a seen amounts of money do very weird things. I'm just going to say this is low. Would you like to guess the actual number that you got the spot right? Um, for a virtual mega yacht that's yep. in the metaverse, mm-hmm. I'm going to go ahead and say that this is going to be like, not a mil, hopefully, so I'll just go ahead and say 750. That That's close. The The actual answer was 650,000. Okay. 650,000, so. Uh, so you were correct. It was it was a low ball, but it wasn't quite the the three quarters of a million i guess is how the math works out the next one will be <laughs> we'll see we'll see so moving on true or false 
Deadline reports that Dr. Oz is expected to enter the Pennsylvania U.S. Senate race. I only know this is true because this is the first time I remember Dr. Oz is still on TV and that he's a Republican. Yep. Yep. So, yeah, that's... Okay. okay, moving on. Uh, true or false? Deadline reports that Zoro 2.0 will be titled Z0RR0, and MacArthur Genius Grant recipient Arthur Riviera has reimagined the famed outlaw as a hacker. I'm gonna say false because I hate everything about this. Because, like, I love Zoro. Like, one of my favorite deep cut pieces of content at all is, like, the Django Zoro crossover comic book that came out, like, six years ago. Because, like, I love both those characters. Zoro needs a sword. He can be a hacker, but he also needs to have a sword. I just feel like those two don't exist in the same universe. So please tell me this is false. Well, it's false because I mistyped the the uh, the recipient's name. It's actually Alex Riviera who has imagined uh. Zoro as a hacker. So... Oh. That's a real movie that they are planning. So Zoro 2.0 stylist as Z Zero R. So like this is yeah. from all the Zoro content that I've interacted with. This is like only the second worst thing behind besides Anthony Hopkins, a very white man playing a Hispanic man in the first movie. You know that is that is in fact questionable. So <laughs> moving on, true or false? Deadline reported that a CGI monkey has been cast as Robbie Williams for his biopic. Robbie Williams is a musician. Okay, I'm about to say Robin, like Robin Williams? No, oh, Ro- oh. Robbie. Well, you know, I don't know anything about any of this. I'm going to go ahead and say true. It is. It is, in fact, I still don't know why. No one has been able to explain to me why this decision was made, but it's something that is, in fact, happening. Okay, so anything, so this, again, I'm not familiar with this singer. Is anything about them, like, at least tangentially monkey-related, or is this, like, a random thing that happened? So, as far as I remember, he has exactly one song that has the word monkey in it. Um, okay. It's called Me and My Monkey. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay, this makes a little bit of sense, but, like, not much. Does it? Like, that's something. Does it? Would you want to be cast as a CGI monkey if you had one song that was, like, Me and My Monkey? And then that was, like, the only, like, just, it's a lot. It's so, called capitalizing, sir. I, I guess. I guess. Mo- mo- moving on. La- last one. Last one. So, we get to get to go back to Fortnite, which is, you know, the other favorite thing of sort of like, what the hell are they doing in that sandbox? So, which one of these did Fortnite not collaborate with this week? Air Force Ones, The Rock, Spider-Man, or Gears of War? Well, I know two of these because I saw both of them in the same headline. And that's The Rock and Spider-Man, which we'll touch on okay. later in this episode. With Air Force Ones and Gears of War... Like, you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and say Air Force Ones is one that they did collaborate with. So is Gears of War the answer? No, because it's actually Air Jordans that are the sneakers being featured in Fortnite right now. Oh, you, so, you, you're sneaky. You're sneaky you, with you, that one. You, you gotta be sneaky sometimes, because like all of these sound like they could be real, but unfortunately, reality has other plans for us. Sadly, sadly. I think that's enough of, of Mad Libs. So. Yeah, so what am I for today? So I think I'm like... You did good. You did good. Yeah, I, I got two wrong. So I got three out of five. You're batting better than some professional baseball players, presumably. I don't I don't know how sports statistics work. As a baseball player, going three for five would be 600 would be like incredible Hall of Fame like pace. <laughs> well, see, there, there you go. So let's, let's move from that type of absurdity to the more traditional absurdity that we're familiar with, with Twitter news. So surely, uh, Keith, you've heard by now about Jack Dorsey 
also known as at Jack, is stepping down as CEO of Twitter, which is making a lot of people reassess the long-standing idea that a company needs to have a founder at the helm to be successful. And with any change of guard, there's going to be a lot of questions, like, is Twitter Blue still going to be, be a thing? What is Twitter Blue? I'm still not entirely sure why we need a subscription service to edit tweets with typos. Uh, will people still roast Jack for asinine comments that he made? Or what about how the new CEO will be received? And we actually know a little bit about that last one. See, uh, Parag Agawal was appointed as the new CEO, and of course the first thing that the internet did was dig up a 11-year-old tweet uh, and make hyperbolic comparisons with him and other like horrible people in history who he probably doesn't deserve to be compared to. And then outrageous objections in the name of free speech. Uh, yeah, so they found they found something from 2010 where uh, Agarwal stated, like, if they're not going to make a distinction between Muslims and extremists, why should I distinguish between white people and racists? Just sort of like, he's not wrong. And like, why are you digging up 10-year-old tweets? <laughs> oh, that's the first thing people do. Like, what's your name? I, I, I know, but like, surely we have better uses of our time. To be honest. We don't. But like, not, some people definitely don't. I think it's cool that we have an Indian American at the helm of Twitter. That that's neat. Twitter is still like a mega corporation whose social media like strangely dictates world policy where it probably shouldn't. So like, you know, still still some trepidation there. But yeah, this is this is one of those things that's like going to have like unforeseen ripple consequences. Mm-hmm. Yo, know, just about to say, this is going to be one of those stories that has consequences that we can't quite see yet and we're going to be able to experience like understand more from hindsight like one of those things being that apparently agrarl is known to be far more interested in like well not even far more but like also very interested about the whole like crypto nft space and all everything there like not the jack isn't because he runs cash app currently which is also like really embracing that stuff but like that could be a long-term effect right imagine if you're using twitter and like through all their new paid services you could like use crypto for that instead right like things like that could like help familiarize people with like cryptocurrency and digital assets and nfts and all those things so that's one possibility right just speculating but the backtrack summit at the beginning of this is really big news that jack is stepping down from twitter because when you think about like the most famous like tech companies, like there's been this long-standing notion that for the best ones to be successful, you have to make sure that you have a founder there at like the leadership role of the entire time, so the company can stick to its identity. And that because this person came up with a great idea in the first place, they probably have other great ideas. But the thing about that is like that's not always how success and leadership work. Like in some cases, absolutely for those exact same reasons, right? Like. Like, you definitely want to be able to have, like, the person who envisioned this idea at least have some say about the direction of it because, like, it was their idea. But at the same time, sometimes things get bigger than you yourself, right? So, like, people constantly think of examples like this. We have Steve Jobs with Apple and, like, how he was, like, the face of the company for that business and everything. Or even more recent example, we have Elon Musk who, from what I've been told, wasn't actually a founder but sued to be considered a founder and something like that. But, like, still, he's kind of the face of Tesla and everything. And Jack with that for Twitter. But I think this is just like a sign that like you do outgrow things and like it's probably a good thing to not hold on to something until you're forced to let it go and then just move on from there. And as far as the comment that Aguaro made, like you said, factually, like what he said isn't wrong. Like he was basically just trying to call mm-hmm. on a double standard about how people don't want to try to this between like Muslims and extremists. Well, like in that mm-hmm. case, like what if I did the exact same thing? How would that make you feel, right? It's a very simple, common, used often approach to like let people see a different perspectives and everything. 
So speaking of Elon Musk, he posted a Joseph Stalin meme in relationship to Parag Agawal. So, you know, uh, maybe we just never mention Elon Musk ever again and just let him fade into obscurity. Which Unless, he won't. He, he makes won't. too much money. But, like, I can dream, can't I? Yes, his money makes too much money at this point, actually. Oh, good God, I hate it here. <laughs> Forgot about the whole that he is pro-cryptocurrency. So we'll, we'll see how, how things play out in the long run. So, but. And that's the first thing I heard about him. I saw the like, oh, it's somebody new besides Jack, and he's been in the company for a while. But we'll see, because like, Twitter's one of those things that is really hard to understand the significance, because people who are really active on Twitter think that that's the entire world. Where in reality, I think the comments that people throw out all the time is that like, something like 75% of like Twitter activity comes from like 25% of users or something like that, right? Basically meaning that like, it's just a lot of the same people talking a whole bunch, but at the same time, for that that's user base, that's seventy-five percent of people. Yeah, exactly, it's a lot of people, and like that's a lot of people that you can have connections with and influence and everything, right? So we'll definitely see. It's kind of like how when Facebook went down for that day and WhatsApp went down, and like half of the world's <laughs> communication was ruined for like twelve hours, right? Like it's one of those things you don't realize how important something is until like something happens. Exactly. So, on that note, let's take a brief break, and then we'll come back with the best news ever. Just, just the best news. It's so good. I'm so excited to talk about it after the break. Keith, tell the world the good news that happened this week. Just all of the good news that happened this week. Let's go with the less major stuff and move to the more major stuff. As we said earlier today, the character of Spider-Man is now being added to Fortnite's roster as a playable character soon. Because why not? Everyone else has already. Literally, like we said earlier, The Rock as a character in the game now. In more pressing news, tickets for Spider-Man No Way Home went up for sale this week, and people lost their minds. Not only did people crash multiple websites while trying to buy tickets in the first place, but some of the scalpers who were lucky enough to grab some took advantage of the lack of access and tried selling tickets online for prices of high of... Hear this out, $25,000. That's a comma on three zeros, folks. No word on if anyone actually bought it or not yet, because honestly, I probably could have looked it up, but I didn't want to know. But people, like I said earlier, people with an obscene amount of money tend to do some strange things with it, so I wouldn't be surprised if that were actually the case. It's not like the plot line of succession, actually. Also, Sony and Marvel are still trying to do their best to convince that Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire aren't in this movie, and it is not working. At this point, my whole TikTok algorithm is just showing me videos of proof that they are in this, I'm convinced. And lastly, and most importantly... We got a couple minutes of footage, a date, and a title for the next film in the Spider Into the Spider-Verse series. Debuting in October of 2022, Spider-Man Across the Multiverse appears to feature Miles Morales being the one who gets transported to another universe, as he looks to help Gwen and his fellow Spider-People on another adventure. But first, can we talk about this footage, Miguel? Like, out of all this Spider-Man stuff, we know the most important thing here is. Yes, we do. And you're missing another important, important thing about oh, the let's most do that first. important news. Um, so, Spider-Man Across the Multiverse is a part one. Yes, yes, yes. It's part at least two one. More of these. It's part one of this beautiful, beautiful thing. Uh, <sighs> I, I don't, I don't think it's it's hyperbole, but like Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse is probably the best comic book movie that came out ever. <laughs> I yeah, I don't think you can argue with that. And like, I, I love, I love the Batman films. I love, I love my DC comics, but like. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse was such a labor of love from the Sony animation team. And everything about that movie is 
perfect. The animation is beautiful. All of the music was beautiful. The character designs, the the story, just the free fall. Like we saw, like the first time we saw like Spider-Man into Spider-Verse was uh, Miles doing that jump from the skyscraper. And then we saw it in the context of the movie and it was somehow even better than it already was pretty great to begin with. And I'm cursing for this one because it needs to be emphasized because it's important and it's God, and this this new trailer literally just popped up on my Twitter feed with, like, minimal aplomb, and just like, here's new Spider-Verse content, and I'm just sort of like, this is everything I wanted, and I need the world to get their act together for October 2022, because I'm going to see this in theaters at least twice, probably more. I mean, it's actually on, they say they're going to release it exclusively in theaters for one, so we kind of have to. Exactly. So, so world, get your act together. I need to see this movie. Yes, 100%. So, um, but do you have a lot of other Spider-Man stuff before we dive in? Spider-Man and Fortnite is just the, the casual progression of Fortnite doing Fortnite things. Not not terribly excited to see Spider-Man and Naruto fight each other with guns, but uh... sure, that, that can happen. I got my No Way Home ticket, like, really, really easily. And, like, I saw people struggling, but, like, I, I got my ticket without, like, any any problem. Not Not sure about you. So here's the thing. I actually haven't gotten my ticket yet because I know I'm going to be there with my girlfriend and her best friend. So, gotcha. by the way, if you're listening to this right now and we haven't gotten those tickets yet, please make sure like you message me so we can do that. <laughs> <laughs> I just not, did that. Not sure Breaking, that's what a podcast is for, but okay. Breaking the fourth wall, okay? <laughs> Call me Deadpool. <laughs> um, but no, like you're right. This is totally like I'm really excited to see this is like a part one of at least part two of this whole movie because as you said earlier, and I agree fully, I feel like Spider-Man to the Spider-Verse is the closest that we've come to, like, a perfect superhero film. Everything about that is amazing, like, just on just on paper. It's fantastic. But then when I think about it from the perspective of also, like, being a black man, like, so much of that movie and the culture that they really got in there from us, I'm like, yo, like, um, this is, imagine if I would have, like, this is a cliche at this point for presentation talk, conversations, but, like, imagine if I would have seen that another kid, right? I would have lost my mind. Like, John Stewart was enough to get me by, but if I had this Miles Morales movie, my whole nerve story would probably have gone very differently. But this stuff looks fantastic. I was also very excited in the actual footage that we got. Let's talk about that some. It was just great to see it pick up right where the last movie left off with, like, Miles laying in bed and that portal opening up and hearing Gwen's voice. Because that's exactly how this clip starts. And, like, you, I didn't even know anything about this until all of a sudden, like, someone put in a group chat and they dropped five minutes early. I'm like, oh, okay, new footage. And then we get to see, like, this wonderful moment between Gwen and Miles, which, by the way, like, I don't really get into this stuff, but I ship them like crazy. <laughs> and just seeing them interaction and stuff. And then all of a sudden, it just went really, really cool into the visuals. Because one of the best things about Spider-Man's Spider-Verse, in my opinion, was the art style and how it looked and all the detail went to everything. And seeing Miles be the one that went through a portal to a different world, fighting who knows who. Like, I just don't know who this character is. I'm excited to see it. But to see him, like, going from, like, universe to universe and stuff and the whole visual style of that changing, I'm like, they put a lot of work into this. And this definitely has to be, like, multiple parts because there's just so much potential here. So, yes, I'm very excited for this movie. Like, by next October, we got to get this whole thing together. Like, because, like, I want to see this movie more than I've wanted to see a movie in quite a while. A couple more things about Spider-Verse, and then I also want to talk about No Way Home just for a little bit more afterwards. Yeah, you, uh, oh, you forgot about No Way yeah. <laughs> so, What is No Way? It, it, it's funny, because there was definitely, like, tweets. So it was like, why are they trying to, to stop No Way Home from doing well by releasing what is clearly going to be a better Spider-Man movie? Uh, <laughs> That's bad. And we, we live in an unjust world where animation is not considered real art for whatever reason. So you, you know that, that No Way Home is going to make more money 
Yeah. And like to to that point, right? Like the I believe the pre order ticket sales of No Way Home exceeded Endgame, which is funny, right? Because like Endgame was the capstone to like a multi multi year like assemble everything together. And Spider-Man's name recognition is still Spider-Man's name recognition. <laughs> I see a potential future where they could use this, like, these movies and the whole, like, multiverse aspect to get that version of Miles Morales into the MCU somehow. But I don't know how that would happen, but, like, the groundwork has been laid as far as, like, the different parallel universes and, like, the Venom 2, like, scene at the end and stuff. No, show we don't the... talk about Venom 2. Okay, there's one thing we'll talk about with Venom 2, and that is the end no, scene. That's no, all we talk not. about. So, sir, no, no, that, no. it has large implications. I don't, I don't, thing we I talk don't about. care. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. Okay, We're so fine. Okay, Venom fine. Too. And then based on this one clip from this currently unnamed film, is a possibility. To... <laughs> That's what we're going to do from now on? Just like, how about just like V2? Does that work? No, no, no. No Un- acknowledging that. <laughs> No acknowledging anything that comes from that that blight on my my media list, on my resume, the fact that I paid money to see that movie in theaters. I'm still upset. (laughs) Clearly, the passion you have for hitting this movie. Oh, wow. I reserve that for like very few things, and this unnamed movie is not one of them, although I didn't enjoy it too much either. But I did enjoy that very last cutscene at the end that, like, spoilers for anyone who hasn't seen this uncredited movie, skip ahead 15 seconds, where we get to see that they combine universes by pulling characters, like the unnamed character of that movie, into the MCU. So yeah, like, my and hello, welcome to all the people who just skipped ahead 15 seconds if you're listening. Um, so, like, I think this is a cool potential to see, like, maybe they find some way to take, like, the essence of this version of Miles Morales and add it to the MCU some way down the road. Because, like, that would make the most sense for everybody. You know, we've already known they've done some of the groundwork by introducing Donald Glover as the Prowler and stuff like that. But, like, it's just an idea. But overall, I'm very happy about this. Now, No Way Home. What do you want to talk about? Well, so, it was also announced, I think it might have been late last week or very early this week, but it was... It was announced that Tom Holland's still on the hook for more Spider-Man movies. Mm-hmm. Ah, uh, yes. Um, Amy Pascal came out and said, like, hey, we're going to make three more Spider-Man movies with Tom Holland. I don't know what you're talking about. Then, like, li- like two hours later, Sony came out and said no. So uh, that's going to be that's gonna be interesting to see how they play that out. That, that was it. Uh, of course, Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire on this movie. Of course, the CGI has been applied to, to make poor edits to get them out. Yes, like what's the, what's some of your favorite evidence that they're going to be in this movie? Because oh, like, I, I think ahead. it was the Electro getting punched by an invisible object. Yeah, I think it was the lizard, but yeah, it was like in the trailer in the Brazilian version uh, yeah. of it, there was a scene where like Tom Holland Spider-Man by himself was about to take on all the villains of this movie, and then like somewhere out of nowhere, you see like for a split second, the lizard just gets clearly gets punched in the face, but there's no one there to punch him in the face, right? So like that's definitely evidence like someone is there, and given that they're bringing in villains from Andrew Garfield's um, Spider-Man universe and Tobey Maguire, so I'm like, it makes the most obvious sense that you're going to need pe- help to fight all these people. And, like, the best people to help you fight them would be the people who fought them in the first place, right? Or, or, or spider drones. I mean, yes, that's the less exciting option. Uh, it, it's not spider drones. I just wanted to say the phrase spider drones. <laughs> but no, so, like, they keep trying to do that. My favorite, so they, we have that piece of evidence that they're in this movie. There's also another one I saw on TikTok specifically where how, like, there was someone who was, like, looking at the credits for the film. And this could have definitely been edited, of course. But, like, it showed that Andrew Garfield and McGuire, like, were there and it was a glitch-type situation, which I find believable. And lastly, we have Andrew Garfield's, like, at adamant refusal to acknowledge any possibility of him being in this movie and it's hilarious because the more he fights it the more we believe it right 
I'm surprised Tom hasn't inadvertently spoiled everything. Somebody has to be on him 100% of the time just watching what he posts on social media. He probably has spoiled it somewhere, but it was one of those ways where, like, no one else knows besides people who actually know what's going to happen. Like, I love watching those videos of, like, him specifically, but, like, people on, like, film interviews where they flip something that's so subtle that, like, the interview doesn't know what it means. And then we see the movie go back, like, oh, you were talking about how so-and-so dies, right? So I'm sure Tom's probably spoiled something by now at some point. He's done, like, a thousand interviews probably already. In, in any case, I'm excited for No Way Home. I'm not as excited for Across the Multiverse. Part one! Part one. And to end this segment, I just want to remind everyone that Sony Animations went from the emoji movie, where Sir Patrick Stewart played the literal poop emoji, to making one of the most beloved, like, comic book movies ever. Talk about a glow up. Talk about a glow up. You love to see it, and I'm excited to see Across the Multiverse Part 1 and Part 2. And as many parts as they want to make, honestly, I'll watch all of them. Yeah, like for me, like Spider-Man and Batman are pretty much like, they trade spots as my like 1A and 1B favorite superheroes. So I'm very happy for all content for either of them, actually. But with that, it's time to move on to our maybe also patented lightning round. Probably not. Somebody probably took that in the past. But just for those who don't know, the lightning round is where we like to take some time to go through some of the headlines that happened during the week that we couldn't devote an entire segment to, just so you know what's going on out there in the nerd space, right? So let's dive right in. First stuff. Yahya Abdul-Mateen II and Halle Berry have both signed respective deals with Netflix. Yahya signed a creative partnership deal through his production company, 1110, and Halle signed a multi-picture deal herself following the success of Bruised, her directorial debut, which is now streaming on Netflix. More Netflix news. Netflix is making a move about that grandmother who accidentally invited a teenager named Jamal to Thanksgiving dinner a few years ago by texting the wrong number instead of her grandson. Let's see how Hollywood ruins yet another social media moment, right? Because I never saw that story and thought it was going to become a movie. I loved it, but it's like, what? And next up, Danny DeVito expresses love for DC Comics, the Penguin character, a role he once famously played, and is taking a swing at writing comic books for his publisher as well. Lastly, the fourth 30 for 30 list came out, which makes me feel all the less accomplished as a 29-year-old once again for not making the cut. But in all seriousness, shout out to all the people named for their hard work, including my friend Shaquille Brewster. If you'd like to hear our thoughts on these topics or anything else in nerd news, feel free to tweet us at BlackNerdProblems with the hashtag TWINN. That was This Week in Nerd News. Tune in next week for more pop culture news. I'm your host, Keith Reed Cleveland. I'm your host, Mikkel Snyder. Be sure to like, comment, subscribe, everywhere listen to podcasts, folks. Have a good one.